1: Hello everyone, this is Marta and this is Anna and it's You've Got Five Options show with our wonderful technician Lasse, hi yeah. Lasse, hi.
0: and with our very special guest Kotrina Kurt. Hello. Uh, Kotrina, I have a question before we will start our second part guys, this is the second part. Is your surname Kurt?
2: No it's not, actually I'm speaking about personal branding, I've shortened it myself so it would be easier for people to remember and uh, yeah. So it's, it's actually Kurtynej which
1: okay. is a
2: very long Lithuanian last name. Mm-hmm. And I was just, yeah, and every time people ask me to spell it, I, I just get lost myself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I decided to shorten it for personal branding reasons.
0: Okay, that's actually <laughs> quite awesome. Can you help me? My name is Anna Niscieruk.
1: <laughs> Anna, nie. <no. laughs>
0: Yeah, but I yeah. Anna. <laughs>
1: Anna. Yeah,
0: I, I think I have to get married again or something to, to get a better name because one way uh, to look at it, because uh, it, it's it's a nightmare. I know exactly what you mean with especially with spelling and who remembers Nishteruk, especially that it has a letter that is not in a normal English alphabet. Yeah. But uh, welcome everyone. We are starting our second part today and I am sitting in a chair that I usually don't occupy. I am on the other side of the table. So if I am uh, behaving sometimes awkward, it means I'm trying to adjust to a new place. This will be the second part of our program, five personal tips for branding for beginners. Five personal branding tips for beginners, sweet Jesus, mother of God. See the new place and I'm already out (laughs) of balance. So uh, Kotrena was already our guest in the previous episode where we discussed topics like what is personal branding, why we need branding, which we actually came to wonderful, wonderful conclusions. And uh, we also talk about the very first tip, which was find your brand or discover your brand your narrative your voice and your visuals and today we will continue with the remaining four tips which i hope Katrina you will tell us in a moment just briefly but before we will start please remember that you can listen to the first part if you haven't on our YouTube channel, the only thing you have to do is to go on YouTube, obviously, type in You've Got 5 Options, and we have all of our recordings there. Or visit our website, the and 5 as a number, and go to podcast, and this is where we store all of our episodes as a podcast. So, guys, I'm giving you like five seconds now. Do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know you're opening the browser, mm-hmm. typing the things, Yeah. Yeah, it's there. The first part is there. So please listen to it. And uh, now we will continue with the second part of the program. Yes. So, Katrina, can you tell us what are the remaining four tips first? And then we will dig into
2: it. So the second tip would be find your social media platform that fits you the best. Third tip would be uh, be consistent with your content. Fourth tip, build strong relationships. And finally, focus on your PR. That sounds... Awesome,
0: because I think this is actually what we all need to do. And I am personally not so good at some of those things. So I'm dying to hear what she will say. Marta, what do you think?
1: I am also very, very interested in hearing, like, how do do I find the right social media for myself? Really interesting. And this PR part I'm also very curious about. So, yeah, let's go for it.
0: Yeah, but uh, Kodrina, find a social media platform. What does
2: it mean exactly? It means that whenever you're starting out, you want to find the audience that will be right for you. Uh, You don't want to start building your brand in a platform where you will not have any people who will want to read or watch or Mm -hmm. just look at your content. So um, we have a lot of social media platforms these days. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, LinkedIn. You can see quite a lot and in the beginning i always suggest people just starting out with one and not trying to conquer all of the social media platforms but just finding the right one for you i remember uh, two years ago when i really felt like i i wanted to share my content with my friends and people around me uh but i didn't really feel like they were interested so they were wrong audience and on facebook it didn't really work for me because it was all my relatives and friends and then i discovered linkedin And it was just a blessing because I actually found people who are like-minded, who are interested in the same things and want to discuss, want to share their tips, want to share their journey, uh, their stories in the end. Um, And that was where I thought, wow, this is something truly for me. This is where I will strive and this is where I will grow. So that's what I, I mean exactly when I say find a social media platform for yourself where you will be able to grow.
0: Mm-hmm. Katrina, what would you say because you know i uh, know that many people who are starting up their own business or are trying to promote an idea or a project are falling into this trap of a multi-channel strategy i will try to be everywhere because when i'm everywhere i have the highest reach for everyone what do you think about that
2: I think that, well, I always say that having and maintaining social media platforms and content on the social media platform is like a second job. It, it requires a lot of work and, and starting out within a few social media platforms can be really overwhelming. Um, it's great if you have a lot of content and that you can reuse, uh, recycle content. But then again, you know, in the end, it's very difficult to be good at, at all those platforms because you will simply have will not have time for it. So I always say that in the beginning, it's good to find one platform that you will be good at rather than being mediocre uh, throughout all the, all the platforms that you want to work with.
1: And how could you actually help yourself in that process of selecting the right platform for yourself? What would be your key tips for people that should find it for themselves?
2: So basically, I think you should first define what type of content you want to create and what are you going to do? What is that content? Is it inspirational? Is it motivational? Is it, some, is it just uh, pictures of your food? Uh, And and, and deciding what type of content you want to create, then uh, you can easily decide which platform fits you the best and just look into different demographics of platforms. So let's say you can look at Instagram, you see mainly uh, the biggest audience is women um, and uh, then you can see which ages and, and, and just see these demographics in different social media platforms and see which one. Actually fits you the most um, and if you want to share your tips and knowledge then LinkedIn is a place for you maybe that's where you can be a bit more professional and, and a bit more you can still be informal and personal but still to some extent whereas Instagram I feel is a bit more personal um, in some ways where you can share some more personal pictures and it's less formal so just looking into these things uh, can easily help you to decide which platform
0: Okay, ladies, I have a little bit of a quiz for you. (laughs) And I wonder what will be your answers. So for instance, if I would like to be a fitness instructor, what platform would you both
1: propose to me? Instagram and Facebook came to me. Same,
2: same, Same? actually, Instagram. That was the first one. The first one, right?
0: If I would like to be a life coach, And that is helping people with transformation process. What would be the best platform? What is your feeling? Where to start?
2: I would say LinkedIn. LinkedIn as a first one and then Instagram as a support platform for you to share some quotes and some videos of you coaching and and things like that.
1: Marta, it's think? very interesting because i also started to consider other means right like it came to me a podcast for example the first life coach that i got really interested in and like a great way for me to follow her and to le- learn the most was actually through a podcast and then i looked at her at facebook i mean i followed her but i didn't really click with that way mm-hmm. of looking at her and actually the podcast was the one but i don't know if it, how much of it is a you know, personal preference? And how much is it the right channel for? Uh,
2: yeah, but 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 podcast is, uh, not a social media. Yeah. Uh-huh. exactly. But uh, then you can, you know, share your podcasts on uh, different social media yeah, platforms exactly. so that uh-huh. you just uh-huh. found her through podcasts that might have been that you were looking at, I mean, Spotify or some other platform that is more like audio based. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, next question, because I have some more uh, writer journalist, writer journalist, Actually, blog, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about blog, which is an independent platform, Mm kind of not really in any uh, of the social media platforms, but you can share your blog then Um, maybe Facebook,
1: Facebook,
2: maybe LinkedIn. Maybe LinkedIn,
0: okay. Because I think that this is one of those things that we are really in a dilemma when we go out there, right? Like, okay, so I have Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, uh, now you can also have a YouTube channel and what the hell do I choose? And I think that what you have said, it's, it's really true that you have to match the content of what you are doing with the platform. And you had a very good point, Katrina, that you should look into the demographics and people who are using those platforms. And I think those um, surveys are available on Internet. Yeah. You just have to go on Google and see demographics for social media platforms. And there are many reports for free that you can actually read through. But I think the other important thing for me is also, oh, my God, I just hit mm. the microphone. So I'm sorry for that, guys. Mm-hmm. The other important thing is how do you feel with this platform? So for instance, I will tell you that once uh, when I started my personal website where I write, I went for Twitter because, you know, it's it's obvious, you know, you put like a quote from your article or from your post and it's so natural. Twitter should be for writers. And I have made an account and I have been there for maybe three weeks and I just couldn't feel it. Everything was telling me that Twitter should be your platform to go. But I just didn't really felt any enthusiasm by going there and and posting those things. And uh, it was just not my piece of, of of a cake which is not even an English expression. I think it's called not my cup of tea, but you know what I mean. And yeah. I uh, my Twitter account still exists, and I think I automatically share some posts there because my website is synchronized with it. I don't even check it. It's just it just lives there and and thrives on its own. Probably it's dead, but I think it's also about your feeling towards a specific platform.
2: What do you think, girls? I think it's definitely about feeling, uh, but it's also, again, about demographics, because right now you're in Denmark and mm-hmm. you're from Poland as well. So it's all Europe based. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Twitter is mostly popular in the United States, yeah. as we all know. Uh, and your biggest audience right now is probably from Europe. So when you're posting on Twitter, you might not have as big of a reach, uh, as big of an audience, because all of the Europeans and also Danes are not really on Twitter uh they are not there um and also i see personally i see twitter as more like um uh, recent updates and news flash news uh, kind of platform because when something happens you can instantly see people sharing it on, on twitter and instantly typing in those short messages what is happening resharing things reposting so i feel like um I'm not even sure if Twitter is for a long uh, type of content, but it's definitely for something very fresh and new and some quotes, like you said. But demographics is, again, where you have to look into.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Yeah, and I think many people don't even think about it, to check like who is really the target audience in a special uh, uh, social media platform. So I think it's a, it's a very valuable uh and I think I will look at demographics
2: after the show, guys. Because yeah, it, yeah it's, it's all available. And I once uh, used the slide uh, as in a presentation where I had all the demographics. And then people were taking pictures of it and asking me if I can send the slides. And I just simply said, well, well it's all online. If you just write social media platforms uh, and just go into Google search, then you'll see all the demographics in there. Cool. Yeah,
0: cool. So, guys... Go and see the demographics (laughs) because apparently that will tell you a lot and it's for free and it's on Internet.
2: Yeah,
1: I just wanted to have one question about a platform. To me, it feels I haven't checked those demographics, but like everyone is on Facebook. So I have uh, like this perception that Facebook is for all demographics, basically. So I am thinking, how do you go about, and and in Facebook, you can also do different things. So one thing is your personal account and how you then circulate within your friends and family. But another thing is there are different groups and forums and so on. So how how do you go
2: about that? It really depends uh, on a person because personally, I don't find Facebook um, as a great platform for myself as because I am posting and sharing things on my personal profile, which is Friends and family and relatives kind of uh, reach. And then uh, unless you create, you know, a, a business profile mm-hmm. where then you can start from the scratch, basically, uh, and get, again, your family and your friends to like the page first. Um, so it really depends how you go around it. And I do know a lot of people and some coaches who told me that they they get their main opportunities and business deals via Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, surprised because, for instance, for me, it doesn't really work. So it, I think it really depends on the person and how you can best use it and how you feel about mm-hmm. the platform.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Um, just just wrapping up this specific tip, I think I've heard about a lot about groups lately. Facebook groups where you basically already have some sort of a brand or recognition. It doesn't have to be a big one. And then you create a group. Where, for instance, you are sharing some tips and people can talk a little bit more personally and be a little bit more vulnerable because usually you have to ask for access to the group. So, what happens in a group is more like uh, more private than when you just post it online like this. And I've seen now lately a lot of people that I follow are creating those groups. And I'm wondering, what is your take on that?
2: I think groups are really great on Facebook. I'm personally a part of a few quite active groups. One of them is the the marketing family, everyone get into that one Mm -hmm. and it's uh, it's just so great to meet some uh, like-minded people and uh, just connect with them again on LinkedIn maybe so that's kind of my way of of meeting seeing other people and then connecting with them somewhere else like LinkedIn Uh, but I do feel like it's great because people are like you said more personal and uh, are not so afraid to share what they think and uh, yeah just engaging quite a lot with each other
0: okay so guys try to try to dig into groups katrina says that it's worth to check it out so let's just say now that we have defined our brand so we have defined the visuals the narrative we know how we want to present ourselves we have chosen the platform the tip number three is be consistent with your content and what
2: does that mean yes um well that means that whenever you're beginning to post something on the social media platform that you've chosen you should be consistent because uh, I see a lot of times when people just begin uh, posting things and they have a lot of things in the beginning they're really active almost every single day uploading pictures videos uh, different types of uh, posts and after two weeks you feel like your creativity levels kind of went down and and then you're not sure oh what should I say next and they kind of disappear again for for a week or so and and that's very weird for your audience because they get used to you being uh, active and uploading content every day and then they feel again disconnected when you disappear so what I suggest is just being consistent and maybe saying okay this week I will upload two videos and I'll do that for the next few months or in a week I will create three posts on LinkedIn and that will be my Strategy, and that's what people are gonna get used to. Um, And to some extent, it's crazy how we get used to to the content that other people create. Because, for instance, uh, as an example, I'm following quite a few YouTubers, and I'm used to the fact that every single day, some of them post every single day. And when I check my YouTube in the evening and I don't see a video from that YouTube, I get so confused. And I'm like, where's the video? Did something happen? Uh, when is it con- gonna come out? I, I really, uh, it's-, it's crazy how addicted you can actually become to, mm-hmm. to the content. So you have to give uh, some kind of a schedule for people to follow because that really matters a lot. What do you think, guys?
0: (laughs) No, I think this is actually a a really good tip. I think it can go up to the point of the addiction. But also, uh, I know that from this more technical point of view, if you don't post regularly, your uh, posts will not appear in, in the newsfeed afterwards. And this actually happened to me with my personal side, because I have also a fan page on Facebook. And I haven't posted them there for like a couple of weeks. And then when I posted like three days ago, for the very first time, neither Marta nor some of my other friends have seen it on the newsfeed, it just disappeared from Facebook, because the page was not active. And I was like, okay, holy crap. So I think that this is actually another thing. Algorithm is ruthless. Apparently, if there is no engagement, if I don't post, I don't have an engagement. People don't like, don't comment, don't share. And if they don't, they show I'm not interested in your content. And then Facebook is like, I know I'm talking about Facebook like it's a living organism, but then the algorithm works like this. Okay. No one likes it. No one shares it. No one engages with it. Let's not show it because apparently it's not interesting for that specific profile. So uh, I think that's another danger that uh, we face if we post for a short period of time, a lot of things, and then we disappear for a month. And then suddenly it's very difficult to get back
2: into the news feed of those social media platforms. Exactly. And, And when you start out, let's say you have a competitive advantage because... When you create your first post or your first video, then usually social media algorithms uh, prioritizes that content because they see, okay, this is a new person just started out. Uh, let's give that person a little bit of more of a reach. Um, so you have that competitive advantage and then you have to just keep posting and be consistent. Else it's, it might die out. So
0: so guys, I think that we made a quite a good point and I would like to ask you to read Katrina's article on LinkedIn which is called we are all content marketing wizards which I truly enjoyed and there you can also read a little bit more about how to create a good content, because it's not only about creating content as such, but also creating a good content. But because we have this fantastic article, I don't think we need to discuss it here. Just read it and comment under, and then Katrina will answer all your other questions. But it's really worth to take a look. But I think this um, creating a content connects very nicely with building your network, which is the fourth tip, because when you start to create content and publish your things, people start to like it and share it. And I guess I'm making a bridge to the network right now.
2: Yeah. So uh, basically, this tip is all about, you know, building relationships. And uh, why is it important? Because when people start engaging with your content, it's important that you are there. So it's important that you answer uh, to all of the comments, um, just have a great discussion with people. And there are so many different ways how you can build your relationships and grow your brand enormously. So on most of the social media platforms, there are these groups called pods, um, like LinkedIn pods, Facebook groups, and Instagram pods, let's say. And in those groups, uh, in those platforms, you can uh, have a group or a chat uh, with people that are like-minded people and create similar type of content, maybe within the same sphere. And then you just share and engage with each other. And that's uh, that's one way to build uh, relationships um, and also have those 10 friends, those 10 people who will you will know for sure will always engage with you and with the content you put out. And that will always boost your your post because those 10 people will uh, give you comments and likes within the first 10 minutes. And that will also trick the algorithm to show your uh, content to more people because it got so many likes and comments so fast and right now um, i've been in some of those groups and i feel like i know those people like i feel like they are my friends even though i've never met them in real life most of them are from united states but i've been reading and following their content for almost half a year more And I just feel so close to them because I've been reading and commenting and discussing. So that's uh, I feel like that's a very great way to build uh, these new relationships. How do you find those pods? I haven't even heard about a
1: pod. I was
2: just sitting here like a, a lightning struck me. I was like, what pods? How do you find them? Exactly. How do you find them? Yeah, so there are different ways. For instance, I've been lately experimenting with Instagram pods and uh, basically how you find them. uh, Sometimes you have you can buy a place in a pod, which will be a very active and very engaging pod, which will have people who have over a thousand or 50,000 followers. So like very high, high profiles. But then I thought, okay, I'm not going to pay. How else I can get into one of these pods, right? So then you just go on LinkedIn, oh sorry, on Facebook and uh, you just try to type in uh, Instagram engagement groups. Then you find one of those groups on Facebook. You just try to ask for permission to be added to the group. And once you're in there, you can see on the wall, there are a lot of people who are writing, oh, I want to start a pod. I want to start a group. Who wants to join? Write yes. And uh, that's how I've, I've joined to some of the Instagram groups. But you have to understand that it requires still a lot of time because you're not just gonna post your post and ask everyone to like it and don't like other people's so, posts. so you have to invest time in also engaging with other people's posts and being active but yeah that's one way to to get into instagram pods uh, linkedin pods also exist uh sometimes people reach out to you saying uh, hey i'm creating this pod you want to be a part of it i can see you're in the same niche or What I sometimes suggest, you just have to start yourself. So you just find some people that you feel like uh, really are like minded and and do the same things as you or similar things. And then you just uh, write to them, hey, I'm going to start a LinkedIn chat group where we can like and engage with each other's posts. Do you want to be a part of it and just help each other grow?
0: That is an extremely valuable tip because we both had no idea. Uh, and, I think good. That, and I think that many of our listeners don't even didn't even know about those spots. I mean, for instance, in LinkedIn, this is the LinkedIn group, the closed group that you write it's a, it's not group actually It's a chat. It's a chat. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't even know that LinkedIn has a chat option.
2: Yeah, on the so. side, it's like a messenger on Facebook. So the same ah, on LinkedIn. And okay. then you just add uh, a lot of people in the same chat. Ah,
0: okay. Okay, I n- never thought about it. Thank you, Katrina. This is a very, Marta, what do you think?
1: It's very interesting. I literally never heard of it before. Very interesting. So thank yeah.
0: you for this really, really great tip. And I know that our time is almost closing, but we have to just talk a little bit about focusing on PR, which I think it's connected. To the network in some way. And I think that we can say a lot about building a strong relationships. But this one tip that you gave, I think it's quite unique, at least for us, and I think for many of our listeners. So I think that uh, that was a great job.
2: But Kotrena, what do you mean by building your PR? So whenever you start working with your personal brand, there's so many ways uh, you can uh, just get some more exposure. And that's what I mean, focus on your PR. Because, um, let's face it, uh, a lot of people think that PR is expensive and that it requires a lot of time. But actually, a lot of times you can uh, get so many things for free. Um, uh, Start writing articles on LinkedIn. Start asking other people who are contributors. Let's say an example could be, uh, I know a friend who is a contributor at Forbes. Um, and another who's a contributor on other uh, the economist I think and what you can do you start building the relationships as we already talked about and then after a while you can ask them but hey I can see you're a contributor on uh, in Forbes uh, could you maybe could we work on an article that you could produce and then publish and that would be about me giving some tips or sharing my experiences so I think a lot of people have this idea that it's very difficult to to get your face and your name somewhere but it's actually not that hard uh, you just just have to reach out to media outlets, uh, to people who are contributors, and um, yeah, appear on podcasts or radio shows. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, guys, by the way, that's a very good thing. Okay,
0: have you ever tried this contribution thing? Have you ever approached someone to to do something, except of obvious example of being here at the
2: radio today? Actually, I decided that uh, since I was writing some articles on LinkedIn, I thought, well, it would be great to share the same articles on some other platform. And I looked into this uh, page called Thrive Global which mm-hmm. is uh, an American uh, yeah, media outlet. Yeah, I follow that you page. You follow, on, right? Yes, yeah. And I actually looked uh, in their page and I looked into the section how you can be a contributor yourself. And then you just have to, had to apply. Uh, I did so. And after, I think, two months, I got a confirmation that I could become a contributor. And I just published my own articles myself. And that was uh, how I got a free PR and uh, it it didn't took me a lot. It took me half an hour to apply and then some time to just copy and paste my article from LinkedIn and just get them approved. And that that was it. So so I think a lot of people have an idea that it's very difficult. But in the end, when you start looking into it, it's it's not. That is fantastic.
0: Fantastic. I uh, you inspired me to actually try something that's great. Um, I think we have to finish for now, which is a pity because I think the topic is extremely interesting. But following your last tip, I would say guys, try to reach for something that you think it's impossible. Actually, now I had an idea. Maybe there is a YouTuber who is famous, write to him a message and say, could we cooperate because we are doing the same thing or try to be a contributor on one of the platforms that are already well known. This is a fantastic tip. So thank you. For I'm that. happy to hear that. <laughs> I'm really happy for for hearing that because it inspired me to do some stuff. So guys, thank you very much for being here. Lasse, thank you for being our wonderful technician. Kotryna, thank you for being here in the studio. I think uh, we learned a lot today. Marta, thank you for being here and being my friend always and forever. Mm-hmm. And Edita, thank you for recording us again. That was the second part of the episode five, Personal branding tips for the beginners, and we will hear each other, guys, on Monday. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. You are listening to You've Got Five Options
1: Show, where we solve your life challenges remember that you can visit our website the5options.com where you can submit your challenge or find our previous challenges that's
0: all folks